the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. It's been said many times as an old adage, I believe it certainly is partially true that what you see is what you get. And many times in life, what you're focusing on is what you actually go after. And you and I make choices in terms of what we see and where our vision is focused. And if you and I are going to have a healthy life, if we're going to move forward and be all that God wants us to be, we need healthy vision. We've been looking at a particular passage of Scripture as a theme for this series together, Deuteronomy chapters 1 and chapter 2. Let me take you back to these verses, and let's take a look at how God called His people at a very particular time in history to have a vision to move forward. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, as I've shared with you over the last couple of weekends, this was a time when Israel had been brought out of, the, uh, uh, out of Egyptian slavery. They crossed over the Red Sea, and God took them to a place called Mount Sinai. It's also referred to as Horeb. And he stops them there for about a year, a period of time, almost 12 months, and he begins to speak to them his law. Moses goes up on the mountain. He receives the Ten Commandments. God gives them not only the moral law of God, those Ten Commandments, but also the ceremonial law, what was all related to worship, and then also the civil law, many things that they needed to understand to live in community together. But after about 12 months, God said, okay, now I'm going to move you forward and take a look at what God speaks to them. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb or Mount Sinai, you have stayed long enough, notice that phrase, you stayed long enough at this mountain, Mount Sinai, break camp, and again, what's the word? Advance, there's the idea of going forward in your journey. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites, go to the neighboring peoples in the Arabah in the mountains. Then it goes on to say in the western foothills in the Negev and along the coast to the land of the Canaanites to Lebanon as far as the great river, the Euphrates. Euphrates. So God was calling them to move toward the promised land. See, notice this next verse here. It says, see, that has to do with our focus this weekend. That's the focus of vision. He says, I want you to see something. I want you to see that I've given you this land, this promised land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore that you would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. And so God said, you've been at the mountain long enough. Now I want you to break camp and I want you to advance. I want you to go forward. And part of going forward, you need to see something that you haven't seen before. You'll never move forward until you adjust your vision. The same is true in chapter two. In chapter two, it's a different circumstance now. 
uh, the children of Israel. This is about 40 years later. They wandered around the wilderness for 40 years, and so the old generation had died off. There was a new generation that was about to go into the promised land, and the Lord said to me, that's to Moses, you've made your way around this hill country, this, if you will, mountain area, mountainous area, long enough now, turn north. Or you might say, I want you to see things from a different vantage point. You're looking in the wrong direction. I want you to turn north so that your vision is going toward the promised land. It's true in your life and in my life that the word see is extremely important. You and I need to understand that you move in the direction of your vision. The title of this series is Forward. Forward is a direction. That's what it is. If I say, pull your car forward, I'm giving you a direction in which to move your car. We don't understand the concept of forward without comparing it to two other words. Let me give you two other words, and the other word would be backward, right, which is the opposite You don't know what forward is if you don't understand there's a backward. And then there's another aspect, and that is another word you need to understand, and that is stalled. So there are three positions you can be at in life. You can be in the position of either going backward, being stalled in life where you're not moving at all, or you're going forward with your life. So directional positions of life. Your life is moving. It's oriented in one of those three ways. Either you're oriented toward a forward motion with your life, you're oriented toward a backward motion of your life, or you're oriented toward being stalled out in your life where you're not moving at all. The sad thing about being stalled out, generally what happens when you're stalled, eventually you begin a backward process in your life. Now here's the interesting thing also. You can be going backward, forward, or stalled in one area of your life and have another area of your life that's very different. You can be soaring in your career. You can be going forward. You can be getting all kind of promotions and going forward in your business world, and everything can be falling apart at home, right? You can be succeeding and going forward in lots of different realms of life, but maybe in your spiritual life, instead of going forward, you're actually going backward, or perhaps you've stalled out. And so it's not as simple in terms of, are you going forward, or are you going backward, or are you stalled? It has to do with the areas of your life. And so God wants you progressing, positively moving forward especially in the spiritual realm of your life, which has application to every other area of your life. But you always move in the direction of your focus. If you're focused backward, you will move backward. If you're focused on just simply looking down on your life where you are right now, you'll be stalled. And if you look forward, then you're, you have the tendency to move forward. Here's the second principle for us this weekend. Your vision, very simple statement, but we need to be reminded of it. Your vision, your spiritual vision can be diseased, damaged, or destroyed. Vision health is an important part of your health, okay? That's why we have medical uh, specialists. 
optometrists, ophthalmologists, sometimes even neurologists who get into the realm of studying aspects of your vision, diseased vision, diseased things or damage that happens to your capacity to see. And so vision health is an important part of your overall health. And your vision health can be neglected. Have you ever just put off going to the eye doctor and, and you, you're, maybe you wear prescription glasses or contacts and you kind of delay it for a few years and you finally go back to the eye doctor and you get a brand new prescription and you realize what you hadn't been seeing for the last three years, okay? My goodness, my vision just radically improved. Why? Because I neglected for a sequence of time my vision and I didn't realize what I was missing. I didn't realize how much strain I was putting on my eyes when I was reading because I was not paying attention to my vision health. And so you're, just as your natural visionary health can be neglected, the same is true in the spiritual realm of your life. Your spiritual vision can be neglected and what happens is it results in a decline in your life. You're not seeing as clearly as you once did. You haven't had a, a visual checkup with God in a long time and, and checked out the, the spectacles that you need to put on to see as God wants you to see it. That happens through a lot of different things. Sometimes we neglect our spiritual vision by just our disobedience to God over a period of time, or sometimes it's because we're looking in the wrong, wrong direction. As I've mentioned, we focused on the past, or we've got some arrogance or pride in our lives, or we've got some hurt and anger that's blinding us to things that we need to see. We could go on and on. Sometimes we're focusing on our doubts and our disappointments in life. We can have all kinds of things, values and priorities that have gotten messed up in life, and before long, we're not seeing as well as we need to see. Jesus said something about this. Take a look at what Jesus said here. In Matthew chapter 6, an interesting two verses of Scripture. The eye, now he's not talking about necessarily your natural eye, although he's using the analogy here, but he says the eye is what? The lamp of your body. If your eyes are healthy, what will happen? Your whole body will be full of light. Interesting. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? This passage actually deserves its own teaching, and hopefully one day I'll cover it in more depth. But what I want you to see is that Jesus said you need to pay attention to your eye, your spiritual vision, because what's coming into you the lamp of your body is your eye, the spiritual capacity that you have to see what God is trying to do in your life and his vision for your life is going to affect everything that you do. And if you have an unhealthy vision, if you're not seeing well, then your body is going to be full of darkness, it'll be full of gloom, it'll be full of incapacity to do everything that Jesus wants you to do. I want good spiritual vision. How about you? Not only do I want to have good spiritual ears, but I want to have good spiritual eyes. Our vision moves us in a direction, and our vision, if we're not careful, can be diseased, it can be damaged, it can be destroyed. Here's our third point uh, for out of the four that we're looking at together tonight. Here's our fourth one, third one, I should say. Forward movement requires what? Forward vision. 
It comes to just the sequence of understanding here. If we move in the direction of our vision, then forward vision is required for forward momentum or forward movement in your life. So you need to look forward. Notice what Paul says about this in a verse we've already looked at twice in this series, the first weekend and the second weekend, and likely we'll look at it again as a part of this series because of its significance. He writes this in Philippians 3, 13 and 14. This weekend I'm using the Living Bible translation or paraphrase, I should say. And he says, I No, dear brothers, I'm still not all I should be, but I'm bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing forgetting the past and interesting right forgetting the past and placing my vision forward so if he's going to move forward he has to look forward I want to say that again I don't want to take this for granted I want you to get this into your heart and mind. If I'm going to move forward effectively, I've got to look forward. We often say, I'm looking forward to something. What do you mean when you say, I'm looking forward to this event? I'm looking forward to these people and the interaction I'm going to have. You're saying, I'm looking into the future. I'm looking toward, and I'm moving toward that date. I'm moving toward that event. And so the Apostle Paul says, forgetting the past processing, leaving the past behind, and looking forward to what lies ahead, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God is calling us up to heaven because of what Christ Jesus did for us. And so Paul says, I put my eyes in a particular direction because it's now setting the orientation of my life. Now, I've illustrated this before in this the same way, but some of you may not remember it. It would be a good thing to remember. I want you to think about your physical body with me just for a moment. Because God gave us a message in our physical body. Where are your eyes? Your eyes are in the front of your face, right? Your nose comes in what direction? It points toward the forward. Even your ears have just a slight tilt to where they're actually tilted toward forward. Have you ever noticed the direction of your feet. Which direction do your feet point? Try turning your legs around and facing them the opposite direction. You're not made to do that. The same is true with your arms. Where do you naturally reach? You ever tried to scratch your back? Okay. That's why we have back scratchers called our husbands or our wives, okay? Or the side of a door that you might use or whatever case you might use to scratch your back. Why? Because your arms can't get back there. God gave you a message when he created your body and the message that he gave you is I designed you so that you function best moving in what direction? Moving in what direction? As I've said before, and I mean this in the nicest sense, there's only one thing pointing backwards in your body, okay? Okay, right? And that's important to understand. Some things need to be left behind, okay? Right? Okay. But I want this is important for us to grasp here that God designed you. If you're going to experience all that God has for you, you can't be trying to get your hands back here and turn your feet in the wrong direction and 
wish you had eyes in the back of your head and live with your head on a swivel so it's turned around in that direction. No, Paul says looking forward to those things that lie ahead. I've got to get my eyes in the right place. I've got to change my focus. I have to forget what is behind in the past. I must look. I must set my vision forward to what lies ahead. So your body, even designed by God, gives you the message that forward is the direction of your life. You can't expect to move forward if you're looking back. You can't expect to move forward if you're looking down. And you can't expect to move forward if you're always looking around. You have to make a choice about your vision. But I'm going to give you the practical way that you look forward. Are you ready for this? This is how you need to change the direction of your vision for 2022 and literally for the rest of your life. Are you ready for these? Okay. To set your eyes in the right direction. Here we go. Here's the first one. You need to see more positive than negative in your life. You choose what you see. Okay. So you need to see more positive than negative. The vision of your life. See, we have the tendency, as we talked about in our series about our mind, we have the tendency to focus on the negative. About 90% of your thoughts tend to go negative in your life. And so if you're going to look forward, you've got to make sure I'm looking at the positive. I'm not spending all of my time looking at the negative. Here's the second thing, second adjustment. Make sure that you're seeing more of what you have rather than what you don't have. If I ask you tonight to tell me what you have in your life and what you don't have, I would assure you have a lot more in your life than you think about at times because you tend to focus on what you don't have over what you have, and that is not looking forward. Looking forward and moving forward says, I'm going to see way more positive than I see negative, and I'm going to see way more of what I have rather than what I don't have in my life. I'm preaching good tonight. Help me out, okay? I'm going to amen myself in a minute. I'm preaching so good. All right. Yeah. I want you to see more of your, God wants you to see more of your victories than your defeats. That's looking forward. Looking forward says, you know what? Yeah, I've got some defeats in my life. Everybody does. What do you do with your defeats? Learn what you need to learn from them. Let them be education for your life. Let them not be the stumbling block for the rest of your life. No, I've learned something from this, and I've made some defeats, but I've had some victories. You have had some victories in your life. God has done some incredible things for you. You're here today because of some victorious things that have already happened in your life. So get your eyes off of your defeats and get your eyes on your victories. Look ahead and see those victories. Here's our next one. See more possibilities than impossibilities. You know, some people that you meet, you start a conversation with them and man, they know everything and why nothing can happen good in their life and how bad everything is, how impossible everything is. That's not faith. Faith says, I'm going to see way more of what's possible than what's impossible. Are there some impossibilities in life? Well, actually, the scripture says with God, nothing is impossible. But in our own practical lives, yeah, there'll be things that may not work out exactly the way that we want them to work out. But I will tell you, there are way more possibilities in your life than impossibilities. Why? Because you're a child of God and your father is in you and your father works on your behalf. Important. See. See, 
That's why God said to the children, see, see, see the promised land. See what's in, turn your eyes north and then see more supply than lack. Some of us in our lives, we have this idea, my goodness, I've got these big needs in life and all I can see is how big the need is. And God says, no, I want you to see how big my supply is. I want you to see how big my supply is. For The Bible says that God will meet, Philippians 4.19, God will meet all your needs. Listen to this, Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all of my needs, all of my needs, not all of my greeds, but all of my needs, okay? My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. As I told you before, I'm doing a lot of thinking these days on heaven because of mom and dad passing away this year. And I just actually was doing some reading today on heaven. It's just a thrilling idea, concept of realities of heaven. But I'm, I'm sure that in heaven, there are warehouse, the warehouses after warehouses of supply for the people of God. You will never be in a place in your life when your need is bigger than God's supply. Are you hearing me? I don't care what your need is. You'll never be at a place in life where your need is bigger than God's supply because there's the riches of glory in Christ Jesus. How do you change your thinking, your vision? Here we go to the next one. I want you to see, God wants you to see more opportunities than problems in your life. And in fact, what you want to do is transition from thinking about problems to every problem really is an opportunity. How many of you want some miracles in your life this year? A couple of you do. Let me ask you again. How many of you want some miracles in your life this year? Do you want some miracles in your life this year? Let me tell you what you must have to have miracles. You have to have some problems. You have to have, everybody wants a miracle, but you don't have a miracle without a problem. That's what a miracle is. It's the solving, God solving a problem in your life. All of you want a testimony. Well, you'll never have a testimony without a test. That's what a testimony is. I made my way through this test, and I can declare what God has done in my life. Here we go. The next one. C, more empowerment than inability. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. Instead of looking at your inability, how incapable you are, see, get your vision on more empowerment than inability. This is similar to what I've said before, but I wanted to make it a specific statement. See more abundance than scarcity. You know why this is important? Because if you see that you've got plenty and that God's going to always take care of you out of your sense of abundance, you'll become a generous giver to other people. You'll not be living t- life like this. I've got to hold on to everything I get because I'm sure I'm not going to have enough. Let me tell you, the pathway to blessing, listen to me, child of God, the pathway to blessing is to know that you serve an abundant God. And it was said on the, on the video a few moments ago, you can never outgive him because when you give, there's a flow of blessing of abundance that comes into your life. And so when you live with an abundance idea, mindset, you see that your life is lived on the basis of abundance, not scarcity, then you're not afraid to give. You become a generous person that reaches out to meet the needs of others around you. Let's go to the next one. Make a choice to see more love than fear. Now you say love than fear. Why didn't you put hate? Because the Bible says that perfect love drives out fear. So I actually believe that much of the hatred that happens in our world comes out of fear. 
Oh, yeah, there are people that hate, yes, but when you get down to it, they really are afraid on the inside. They're insecure, so they react to situations and to people out of the fear, the insecurity of their life. And so make the choice. You're going to change your vision. You're going to see different this, differently this year. What are you going to see? You're going to see more love than fear, more love than hatred, that love is going to be what occupies your focus and occupies your vision. Here we go. See more of God's promises than the adversary's lies. You know what you need in your life to, out, to, 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 to overcome the lies of the adversary? And by the way, the devil's lying all the time. How do you know the devil's lying? His lips are moving, okay? That's all he can do. All he does is ever lie to you. And so he sneaks, sneaks into your world and he tries to rob you of love and joy and peace and patience. Anytime anything comes into your life that's robbing you of those things, you know where it's coming from? It's coming from the adversary. And so you need to understand that to offset the adversary's lies, I better know God's promises and I need to know God's truth. And so set your vision on more of God's promises and, uh, rather than the adversary's lies. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.